Canto Twenty Four of the Tour of Doctor Syntax in Search of the Picturesque by William Coombe. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Adrian Pretzelis. Canto Twenty Four. And now Syntax, as he travelled back, lolling and stretching in a hack, could not but ponder in his mind on what he had just left behind. I've seen a play, he muttering said, Twas Shakespeare's, but in masquerade. I've seen a farce, I scarce know what, Twas only fit to be forgot. I've seen a critic, and have heard The string of nonsense he preferred. Heaven bless me, where has learning fled? Where has she hid her sacred head? and how degraded is she grown to spawn such boobies on the town the sterling gold is seen no more in vain we seek the genuine ore some mixture doth its worth debase some wire-drawn nonsense takes its place how few consume the midnight oil how few in learning's labour toil content as they in curious stray through life's unprofitable day with straws that on the surface flow nor look for pearls that live below they ne'er the hidden depths explore but gather seaweed on the shore there was a period when the stage was thought to dignify the age when learned men were seen to sit upon the benches of the pit when to his art and nature true garrick his various pictures drew while every passion every thought he to perfection fully wrought by nature's self supremely taught he did her very semblance bear and looked as she herself were there whether old lear's form he wore with age and sorrow covered o'er or romeo's amorous flame possessed that torture of the human breast or gay lothario's glowing pride in conquest o'er his rival's bride or when with fell ambition warm in macbeth or in gloucester's form he gave each passion to the eye in all its fine variety the words he did not loudly quote but acted e'en as shakespeare wrote nor was he less for he could range in every wayward busy change known in the field of scenic art the true chameleon of the heart when he assumed the merry glee of laughter-loving comedy in ranger's tricks or where he strove in benedict to hide his love when he in drugger's doublet shone or brute's rude rivalry put on when he the jealous kitely played when the same passion he essayed in felix but what truth and force he urged that passion's different course worked up in its features all anew but still he was to nature true nay e'en in farce he could awake the fun that made the galleries shake the heart he cheated of its woe and made the poignant tear to flow lit up a joy in every eye or drowned the soul in agony he ever was to nature true 
but no false arts did he subdue the attentive mind the listening ear in all the drama's wide career he ne'er outstepped the unerring rule which he had learned in nature's school in every part he did excel he aimed at all and all was well in those good times none went to see the mere effects of scenery the constant laugh the forced grimace the vile distortions of the face in those good times none went to see pyrrhos and clowns in comedy men sought perfection to discern and learned critics went to learn shakespeare immortal bard sublime unmatched within the realm of time he did not with promethean aim attempt to steal ethereal flame rather to him the thoughts of heaven were by celestial boundary given he read profound in every page of nature's volume every age and active man each passion's course he traces with resistless force nay with a more than mortal art gives unknown feelings to the heart and doth the yielding fancy bear just as his magic wills and where his page still lives and sure will last till time and all its years are past the poet to the end of time breathes in his work and lives in rhyme but when the actor sinks to rest and the turf lies upon his breast a poor traditionary fame is all that's left to grace his name the drama's children strut and play in borrowed parts their lives away and then they share the obvious lot smith will like sibber be forgot sibber with fascinating art could wake the pulses of the heart but hers is an expiring name and darling smith's will be the same of garrick's self e'en nought remains his art and him one grave contains in others minds to make him live is all remembrance now can give all we can say alas how vain we ne'er shall see his like again just as this critic speech was o'er the coach stopped at his lordship's door but my good lord was gone to bed so syntax to his chamber sped where with his pipe and o'er his bottle he chewed the card of aristotle till stretched upon a bed of down sleep did his head with poppies crown and well he slept until a voice desired to know if twas his choice still to sleep on and then it stated his lordship and the breakfast waited well said my lord when he appeared i hope the play your spirits cheered falstaff the morning critics tell was never surely played so well these critics syntax smiling said are wretched bunglers at their trade one sat beside me in the pit no more a critic than a wit between the acts we both expressed on what was worst or what was best and whiled those intervals away in changing thoughts upon the play 
and though both form to disagree nought passed but perfect courtesy perhaps it may your fancy suit to hear our classical dispute i think my lord twould prove a treat should you allow me to repeat all that this criticising sage knew of the humours of the stage for as to what should form a play how actors should their parts convey what are the drama's genuine laws the source from whence true genius draws such scenes as when to nature shown she loud exclaims they are my own he knew no more it will appear than the tea-urn that's boiling here like that he did no more than bubble and without any toil or trouble they felt the trouble who sat near him for sure enough twas toil to hear him after some general trifling chat of the new playhouse and all that the scenes that passed before our eyes produced these questions and replies in short i'll state our quids pro quos just in the order they arose critic oh what a full staff oh how fine oh tis great acting and tis divine syntax his acting's great that i can tell ye for all the actings in his belly critic but with due deference to your joke a truer word i never spoke than when i said you've never been the witness of a finer scene the admired actor whom you see plays the fat knight most charmingly tis in this part he doth excel quinn never played it half so well syntax you ne'er saw quinn the stage adorn he acted ere your sire was born and critics sir who lived before ye would have disclosed a different story this play i've better acted seen in country towns where i have been i do not hesitate to say i'd rather read this very play by my own parlour fireside with my poor judgment for my guide than see the actors of this stage who make me gape at shakespeare's page when i read falstaff to myself i laugh like any merry elf while my mind feels a cheering glow that shakespeare only can bestow the swaggering words in his defence which scarce are wit and yet are sense the ribald jest the quick conceit the boast of many a braggart feat the half-grave questions and replies in his high-wrought soliloquies the dubious thought the pleasant prate which give no time to love or hate in each succession do they flow from no to yea from yea to no have not been to my mind conveyed by this pretender to his trade the smile sarcastic and the leer that tells the laughing mockery near the warning look that ere tis spoke aptly forebodes the coming joke the air so solemn yet so sly shaped to conceal the ready lie the eyes with some shrewd meaning bright i surely have not seen to-night again i must beg leave to tell ye tis naught of full stuff but his belly critic all 
all this is fine and may be true but with such truths i've nought to do i'm sure sir i shall say aright when i report the great delight the enraptured audience feel to-night it is indeed with no small sorrow i cannot your opinions borrow to fill the columns of to-morrow my light critique will be preferred the public always takes my word nay the loud plaudits heard around must all your far-fetched thoughts confound i truly wonder when i see you do not laugh as well as me syntax my muscles other ways are drawn i cannot laugh sir while i yawn critic but you will own the scenes are fine syntax whate'er the acting they're divine and fit for any pantomime of this it is that i complain these are the tricks which i disdain the painter's art the play commends on gaudy show success depends the clothes are made in just design they are well charactered and fine the actors now i think heaven bless em must learn their art from those who dress em but give me actors give me plays on which i could with rapture gaze though coats and scenes were made of bays for if the scene were highly wrought if players acted as they ought you would not then be pleased to see this heavy mass of frippery here horace sir who wrote of plays in ancient rome's augustan days tanto cum strepito ludi spectantor es artes divitice perigine quibus oblitus actor cum stetit in sina concurrit dextra lave dixit ad hoc aliquid nil sane quid placit ergo lana tarentino violas imitato venino critic your pardon sir but all around me there are such noises they confound me and though i full attention paid i scarcely know a word you said to say the truth i must acknowledge tis long since i have quitted college virgil and horace are my friends i have them at my fingers ends but grecian law i blush to own is wholly to my mind unknown i therefore must your meaning seek oblige me sir translate your greek but see the farce is now begun and you must listen to the fun it sure has robbed you of your bile for now methinks you deign to smile syntax the thing is droll and aptly bent to raise a vulgar merriment but merry andrews seen as such have often made me laugh as much an actor does not play the fool when he forsakes old shakespeare's rule and lets his own foul nonsense out to please the ill-judging rabble rout but when he swears to furnish laughter the beadle's whip should follow after there's terence sir and then there's plautus they've both a better lesson taught us critic uh, terence i know he wrote in latin just as the weaver makes his satin he well deserved the comic bays for westminster he wrote his plays 
and plautus was a fellow famous he wrote a farce called uh, ignoramus where lawyers by profession bold in latin and in english scold at length my lord of the parley ended which to amuse cannot be mended you well may laugh so loud but i feel myself more disposed to cry when thus i see what asses sit in judgment upon works of wit i own my lord i love a play when some performers turned away by green-room tyrants from the boards of london stage our town affords to tempt or her or him to stay for a few nights upon their way then doll and i are seen to sit conspicuous in our country pit thus as he spoke with frequent bows and fifty whens and wheres and hows vellum appeared with solemn look to talk about the doctor's book he said twas true a learned friend the manuscript did much commend he thinks it is a work of merit written with learning taste and spirit the sketches too if he don't err possess appropriate character tis to the humour of our age and has your lordship's patronage i therefore wish the work to buy and deal with liberality tis true the paper's very dear and workmen's wages most severe the volume's heavy and demands the engravers with the printer's hands besides there is a risk to run before the press its work has done new taxes may perhaps be laid on some prime article of trade and then the price will be so high the persons are but few who buy books of so very costly kind but still the work is to my mind i'll try my luck and will be bound to give my lord three hundred pound after some little chat on trade the bargain was completely made the work transferred the money paid though said my lord i think your gains by no means equal to your pains for vellum will a bargain drive as well as any man alive the work must give my friend a name and stamp his literary fame twill paternoster row command and keep old vellum cap in hand and when a name is up tis said the owner may lie snug in bed right on the learned track pursue and booksellers shall cringe to you much passed upon his lordship's part which showed the goodness of his heart while syntax made his full replies not with his tongue but with his eyes end of canto twenty four